All right. Welcome back, podcast community. My name's Cam. This is Three Questions Podcast. This is episode 40. It's a Friday night. I'm recording some podcasts. It's getting some work done. Feeling pretty good. Just did episode 39. So if you're watching these on YouTube or listening on Spotify, uh, should be same same sort of quality. So don't mind me not, not changing here. Um, I want to get directly into these three questions. I'll tell you the three questions and I'll do the sponsorship stuff. Three questions for episode 40 is what is your favorite kind of music and why? What is one thing all people need to do in relationships but don't? And what do young men need to hear the most? These questions were submitted anonymously to the website. So I hope if you're listening, these will satiate you. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to Howie at Ad Sciences for sponsoring all of these episodes up to episode 50. Howie runs a program. He's a principal at Ads Sciences. That is adssciences.com. He has a whole program to help products or services and small businesses of all types. Get the word out on social media. I've never seen someone target micro audiences the way he does. His company is based out of Boston. He's also an angel investor. Amazing person to meet and interact with. I've known him for years. So that is who's sponsoring these these episodes for now. I really appreciate it, Howie. Um, big shout out to you and your team. And if you have a small product or a business or a service somewhere in the U.S. or Canada, I highly recommend that you reach out to Howie. If you need his contact info, it should be Howie, H-O-W-I-E, at Appanites, A-P-P-A-N-I-T-E.com. And again, if you need anything, just reach out to me and I'll put you in touch. Anyways, question number one, three questions podcast. You guys know the format here. I give myself five minutes or the guests five minutes to answer a question. I am looking for guests. So if you want to hop on, if you want to talk about your business, your brand challenges, what's going on in the world globally, it doesn't matter. We can get you on. We'll give you the platform for three questions in 15 minutes. And of course, we can promote whatever it is that you would like to before and after. So please reach out to me. You can go to ckcollective.co to sign up to be a guest. Right now, I have really good availability up through October. So we'll leave it at that. Hopping into question number one here. I'm going to set my watch. What is my favorite kind of music? And why? Okay. If you're watching on YouTube at all, you can see that I have a bunch of tattoos and I am certainly going to get a lot more. I enjoy it. And it goes right along with the kind of music that I have, have grown up on. So I think everyone has guilty pleasures. We'll say, you know, certain pop songs or famous hits that, that we'll always like and can always jam out to, but we'll never tell our friends that we actually have those on our Spotify playlist. But my primary genre, if you need to know, is metal. Okay. I know a few of my clients know that. And for some reason, I love death metal. I love black metal. I love grindcore. I love deathcore. I love hardcore. I grew up on hardcore music. And then I sort of got into all of these in, intense type of metals. I love some power metal too. And for me, I just, I'll tell you what it was. It was probably fourth or fifth grade. And I grew up in Dover, New Hampshire. And the kids that I lived around, my friends, Mitch, Tom, CJ, they were all listening to metal. They were a couple of years older than me, I think between one and three or maybe four years older than me. And I was sort of the young kid on the block and they would just like subject me to all of this metal at like when I was in fourth and fifth grade stuff that was, was my parents were like, what the hell are you listening to? And I grew up playing the drums and I just fell in love 
with how these guys played their drums. It was so intense and it was like blowing and expanding my mind. They would, this is in the era of CDs too. So I had like a, not a Sony Walkman. I had like a shitty knockoff third-party one, but I used to walk to school and my walk to school was like 1.4 miles. And my, my friends, these older kids, they would give me CDs to listen to. And I remember like one of the first CDs they gave me was Lamb of God. When Lamb of God came out with their very first album, I think it was titled Lamb of God or uh, As the Palace is Burned. That's what it was. And it was like the loudest music I had ever heard in my life. And of course, I'm in middle school, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, all these years, even into high school. And I was just this angsty, irritated kid from New Hampshire and it's snowy out and it's cold. And just listening to this loud, energetic music was like so cathartic for me. And it had such a big impact on me. And I went to all these shows in high school. I went to a lot of hardcore shows as well because I, I was living in and around Boston. So we'd go down to like Harper's Ferry and, and places like Austin, Massachusetts and places in Cambridge and all these amazing, you know, just like small basement, dim, grimy type places. And I just, I got super into hardcore and metal and it's been over two decades now that I just continue to listen to metal. Now I do listen to other things, but for some reason, I just really can appreciate all these different, uh, the way that some of these metal bands have put their stuff together. It's so intricate and intense and they have to play at such a high, fast, incredible rhythm that it just blows normal music out of the water for me. And it gives me these, these feelings of euphoria and intensity that I love. I love when I'm going to the gym. I like when I'm driving and I find a lot of it to be very melodic as well. Um, you get used to the screaming, you get used to the shredding guitar, but of course, there are times where I can't listen to metal, right? And I also have to balance it out. For as much metal as I listen to, I have to balance it out, ironically, with like Latin jazz or classical piano music, or I can't stand country. Country music is the only thing that has never given me a feeling. And I have no emotions when I listen to country music. I don't know. And that's very odd for me, but uh, never been able to get into country music. I love classic rock. And yeah, of course, some guilty pleasures and, and pop stuff and some punk stuff too. Like I love the Misfits, uh, love the Misfits. But for for me, mostly for one primary genre, yeah, it's metal, and it will always be that way. I will always be a metalhead. I love going to metal shows, and I don't think that there is a better genre of music. And I could care less what people think. I still have all my band T-shirts. And I am generally, I would say 80% of the time listening to metal, 20%, all the other stuff, but yeah, man, that's it. That's what I got for you. So I hope you listen to metal too. I know a couple of my clients do, but uh, I find it to not make me more irritable, but it actually eases me. It takes away the tension that I may have or the anxiety or the stress listening to metal takes that away from me. So very odd. I don't know if it's the same for you or if it's anxiety producing for you, but uh, um, yeah, it sort of it just makes me feel better. That's all I got for question number one. We're on to question number two. What is one thing all people need to do in relationships, but don't? I'll tell you what it is right now. People don't communicate their intimacy needs. And what I mean by intimacy, I actually just had this conversation um, with, with my girl and with my partner. And she explained to me her, her intimacy needs. And when we think of intimacy, right, 
we think of intimacy as just being sex and it's so much more than that. Okay. Intimacy for her, one of her big things is, is presence. Okay. One of her big things is, you know, sometimes when we're eating or when we're at the gym, I will just get up and be like, all right, you, you know, you're good to go. You ready? You ready to get going? And she's not. And she says her being rushed all the time is, is, you know, something that she needs to not have in our relationship. She brought that up and we had a long conversation just about our, our needs. And I brought up some things, but in all of my previous relationships, I've never, especially my last one, my longer one, I had a hard time hearing and explaining my my needs. I didn't know what my needs were. I didn't know what her needs were in that relationship faltered because people generally don't talk about these things. It's a tough conversation to have. And if you have a partner where you can sit them down and just say, Hey, you know, I feel like some of my needs aren't being met. And I'd like to talk to you about that. That can appear like a very, very tough conversation that can, that can be very conflicting. And I, I do think the younger generation is getting better at this, but I think people in their you know twenties and thirties, and if you can do this as a teenager or your early twenties, good on you, keep this up. But I've seen even people in their forties and fifties and sixties. I think this is a hallmark of a great relationship is when you can sit down and say, Hey, here are my emotional needs. Here are my intimacy needs, right? It's not just physical, but it's, it can be mental. It can be emotional. It can be academic. It can be financial. If you feel like you guys are on different wavelengths, you need to sit down and take the time to talk about these things. And if you don't have that partner that you can sort of talk about these things, you don't necessarily need to try and change them, but maybe you should evaluate your status in that relationship. Okay. If you're married to this person, you should be able to have this conversation. You should be having these conversations and you should have already had them, but I don't think that people tend to have them consistently because your needs should be directly to say, Hey, here's what's going on with me. I feel like I need to be respected or heard in this direction. Sometimes when I bring stuff up, it's just me bringing it up. I don't need my partner to necessarily do anything about it. I just need them to hear me say those things. That is one of my biggest needs is, Hey, you know, this is going on and I just need you to hear my side of it. I just want you to listen. Um, excuse me. I would say the one thing for, for, a toxic trait that I see and hear There's a great psychologist on Instagram called Sadia Khan. And she lives in London. She's Pakistani. I think she was like part of the Miss universe thing, but she's great. She talks about relationships. And she said the number one hallmark of toxic relationships is somebody who is hearing their partner talk about their needs from an intimate level, okay. Physical, emotional, mental, academic, spiritual, financial, all those things. When somebody explains that, says, Hey, here, here are my needs. And somebody goes, okay. But then they purposely do not give those needs or they purposely withhold those things from their partner. That is the first and best hallmark sign for a toxic relationship or a toxic partner. You know me, I hate that word toxic, but I had to really agree with that because I think it was, I think it was fascinating. I think it was spot on. And in the past, I have been that guy. I have been that toxic partner. I'll admit it. I have been that toxic partner that knew somebody wanted me to do something, right? This is a, a previous girlfriend of mine, but she knew, I knew that she wanted me to spend more time with her family. I knew that she wanted to, me to spend more time with her friends and with her, right? And to not work so hard on my businesses or my hobbies. And I was skydiving, doing CrossFit, doing jujitsu, running marathons and, and doing a bunch of other stuff. And I made those things a priority and I purposely wasn't fulfilling those 
intimacy needs for her. And that became a problem. And that became part of the reasons why we eventually split. And that's totally fine, right? I've learned those lessons. I will never do that again, but I've learned those lessons and that's part of being an adult. So what is one thing all people need to do in relationships, but don't it's talk about your intimacy needs, all, you know, six to 10 of them, whatever they are. I just listen them all out, but I'm sure there's a lot more. So not just physical needs, but talk about all of your needs on a consistent basis, whether it's once a week, twice a week, once a month, figure out the kings for you and your relationship. I think everyone would be better off if they did that. Perfect. On 10 minutes, I'm going to hop into question number three. Question number three, episode 40, what do young men need to hear the most? Oh, couple things, guys. Okay. If you're a teenager, early twenties, number one, take everything with a grain of salt. Okay. You're the captain of your own ship. You're the master of your fate. You know, you, you decide what's best for you, but I'm gonna give it to you straight. Number one is that no one's coming to save you. Okay. No one's coming to save you except yourself. And it's your job to protect and provide you, I understand our generations change, but nature and biology hasn't changed for thousands of years. And I have said this on multiple podcasts. There's a book called the Lucifer principle that talks about how men are nature's most disposable resource. And I need to agree with that line of of thinking you as a man, it's your job to protect and provide. And even though women also can protect and provide and certainly do so for children better than men do, your job is to protect and provide for the tribe, for your family. Okay. And if you are not able to do that, you are pretty much worthless. So you need to figure out how to protect and provide. And that's keeping yourself physically strong, mentally strong, emotionally strong, um, all the ways, physical, physical, mental, and emotional, right? You need to be good with finances. You need to find a way to provide and produce and protect for your family. That is your prerogative and that won't change in your lifetime. I don't care if it feels like it's a generational thing that's changing right now, but these words will be true 80 years from now. I don't care which way society is going or which way it goes. Those things will always be the the undertones and the, the foundation of what you do for the rest of your life. So find something to be good at. No one's coming to save you. Um, I, I just, guys need to hear that. People need to hear that. No one's coming to save you. And I would say lose the victim mentality. I know a lot of guys in their early twenties that have this victim mentality or, or even feelings of like entitlement, I think. And I think a little bit of humility will go a long way. The the universe will correct most people in, in this regard. So I'm not worried about that, but holy shit, having some humility and saying, Hey, I really, I don't know shit and I have to learn stuff. Right. So figuring out how to, how to get better on your own. Men tend to get better after relationships or job losses or, or bad things happen in our lives. And I would say you need to have that hunger mindset for new knowledge, new skills, and getting better every single day, because you essentially have like, shit, not that much time. Okay. And you really need to figure it out uh, uh, quick and you're going to make mistakes. But I said this in the last podcast, right? If you go in with the mentality of, Hey, I never lose either win or I learn, you're going to be able to pivot from all of your failures and your successes. You're going to be able to build from your successes. You're going to be able to pivot and shift from your failures. And I think that is super, super important. Okay. Also for men, holy shit, lose the victim mentality. Okay. I see, I see this a lot in the younger generation, right? Oh, woe is me. Oh, I'm lonely, but holy shit, guys, 
men, you have got to figure out that you are never a victim. You are always, always the main character in your story. And that means that you get to decide what it is that you do next. Okay. Yes, you can go and save the princess. Yes, you can be there. You don't necessarily need to be hyper masculine. That's not what I'm pushing here. But there is sort of a, a war on masculinity in today's society. And masculinity is not a bad thing. Okay. It's good to want to protect and provide. It's good to want a family. It's totally fine to have traditional values. And, but whatever way you choose to live your life, please do not be a victim and please try to leave people better off than when you first interact with them. Okay. Whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship, family, friends, whoever, right? You never want to burn bridges. You may have to burn some and you want to have that capacity, right? Jordan B. Peterson says, you should learn how to be an absolute monster and then you should learn to control it. And I agree with that, but there are caveats, okay? So you don't need to go beating all the doors down in life, but you shouldn't be a victim either, okay? So you need to figure out where the middle ground is for you and I want you to just get better as a, a human, as an individual. And I want you to be a radiator, not a drain. If you don't know what that means, you can reach out to me and we can have a separate conversation. But there's a lot that young men in today's world need to hear. And when I say these things, I'm primarily thinking about my brother who's 10 years younger than I am. But, you know, the, the sky's the limit. Don't be a victim and you never lose. You either win or you learn. So that's all I got for you on episode 40. I really appreciate you guys listening. As I mentioned before, I am looking for more guests. So if you want to hop on, you can go to ckcollective.co, schedule some time for me and you to chat under the podcast tab. And if you have a product or a service, reach out to our sponsor, Howie at adsciences.com. Howie's the best in the business at what he does. And also, I just launched an e-commerce brand called Artemea. And you can find, uh, you can go to R-A-R-T-I-M-A-I ah.com that's artemea.com if you want to check out some of the stuff there uh all the links are on ckcollective.co but reach out to me let me know if you guys have anything if you want to submit questions to three questions podcast at gmail.com you can submit them over instagram dm doesn't matter i am here for you so that's all i got for this episode uh episode 40 and uh i'll talk with you guys soon thanks